Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, and thanks for joining us for Five Miles Easy where we go behind the scenes on the highs, lows and uphill battles on our running journeys and bring you conversations to inspire, motivate and get you one step closer to your goals. So let's race up for five miles easy. So how are you feeling? You know what, I'm actually feeling worse than yesterday. So yesterday we did nine miles together after recording a episode yeah and bits will start with but i was like actually you know what my Go legs aren't it. that bad mm-hmm. today oh my god i feel horrendous yeah it's always the two-day dom yeah thing. yeah i went out and i have to admit i walked a bit on my run this morning <laughs> just had a nice little stretch and walk you halfway through it. two miles in and the worst thing was i hadn't got my watch on miles and i was like so I wasn't really looking at it, and I was like, I must have done at least three. And I was on, like, 1.9. It's <laughs> not yeah, going well. That's the worst. But how are you feeling? Probably similar. Mm. I, um, yeah, yesterday got into the run. I did another little run after work yesterday. Started feeling worse. Got a stitch again. Started walking. Weird. Then this morning I woke up like, I'm dead. Yeah. And then, yeah, my legs, and then the beginning of my run today, yeah, my legs were sore, but got into it. And it's hot. It is hot, yeah. It's, yeah, it definitely doesn't help. So, two days after the big half, time for a bit of a recap, I think. Yep. Should we go through what went well, what we learned, what we're going to be working on? Obviously, we've both, we're both in a marathon block. Mm-hmm. Both got even bigger races coming up. So, yeah. it's kind of a good, a good race to learn a lot from whether it went well or not. So, should we dive in? Right. I think let's start with you because, oh my goodness, 
What a run. I was so excited when I finished and I found Joe and I was like, how did Rose do? And he was like, she came second. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I was like trying to get my phone. Like I need to call her. I was so excited for you. Just because like, you don't know what's happening at the front of the race. Um, yeah. And anything can happen, right? So anything I knew you were in happen. good shape. I knew you had the potential to do really well, but to hear you came second was just so exciting. Yeah, and I was definitely, I was very happy with the place and I think I went in, you know, it was a, it was a good elite field on the day. Mm -hmm. And I went in looking at everyone's times and, and to be honest, anything could have happened. I thought I could, I could have ended up in a podium spot or I could have, it could have ended up like fifth or sixth. A lot of girls yeah. that had run 70 and, you know, presumably more than I'm not the only one going for a PB here. Yeah. So yeah, anything <laughs> we've got we've got Willow. a dog in the studio today who is wobbling <laughs> my microphone. Willow, sit down. <laughs> um so I think yeah, I went in knowing that anything could have happened, could have ended up anywhere. So I was very happy to finish up in second. Yeah. And I think one thing I was actually really proud of myself in that race doing was sticking to a plan yeah and it paid off and I'm not very good at doing this normally I go off with the pack and I'm so worried about staying with the pack mm -hmm. that I forget about my own pacing strategy yeah but my coach gave me a, a talking to before in a nice way and made me very much aware that I was a lot of the girls in the elite field are very good at 10k and the shorter distances which normally means that they're, they're naturally they're good at going into that threshold, yeah, faster pace zone, yeah. and not blowing up. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't really have that background. I'm much more marathon specific, so running at that faster pace kind of kills me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So I had to be very aware of that going in and stick to my own plan, which was to pretty much even pace it rather than going off really yeah. hard and just trusting your own plan as well and knowing and that it, yeah they may be going off faster than you but trusting that actually if I hold my own pace then there's the potential that you may catch up with them if they've gone off too fast and come exactly back to you. and that's exactly what happened you know yeah. I started off for a good I think at least half of the race I was back and forth mm -hmm. and I had to really trust that I was going to be able to maintain it in the second half of the race and then catch them up so I was actually came away really proud of myself that I stuck to my guns with that yeah listened to my coach and executed it obviously I would have loved to have gone sub 70 which was the goal time wise but I think I was so close to it and I think you know big half is not the quickest course out there no not at all. There were cobblestones there were lots of tight corners so I do feel like I could have done it on a slightly quicker course oh yeah easily. yeah yeah I mean it two was, seconds there's, there's, there's nothing the, yeah. spread over 13 miles yeah <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is even more annoying because I'm it's, like I know so many times I yeah. could have got that two seconds but, but hey. I, I think after every race you're always like oh what if I did this what if, but the fact is you did your best on the day yes. like you you didn't have those three seconds necessarily in you. Like yeah. you ran your hardest. So yeah. it's still, yeah. And hindsight's wonderful. You can <laughs> you can always improve on things with hindsight, can't yeah. you? So I was happy with that. But do you think now, so the fact that you stuck to your plan and it paid off, that's given you confidence going into 
future races knowing that actually I just do my own race then yeah it's going to work again hopefully it it definitely has given me confidence and I think it's I haven't I actually haven't really got that much race experience because I've basically only done marathons you only do a couple of year mm-hmm. so having that having just that additional race experience and having a plan executing it seeing that it works definitely yeah I'm I mean I'm gonna use that again and it's yeah. a much more comfortable way to race as well oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I always think you know that the best races you do feel the most comfortable yeah yeah definitely you know I mean? yeah because you've, you've done it sensibly so it always works out better yeah 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 so that was that was definitely a, a positive but something I'm going to also take away and do again lots of learnings as well mm-hmm. I think as as with as with any race whether it goes well or not yeah what always things you can improve on can you give us a couple I one one thing I really want to work on is a mindset point now I think actually my mindset going into the race was pretty good in that I really wanted to focus on just enjoying it mm. and having fun and I did that yeah I really enjoyed it and I just kept reminding myself of how grateful I am to be there and that's kind of sounds and like this a bit is of your a job yeah exactly like how amazing to just absolutely love what you do and it was so funny because mm. I some of the route used to be my commute to work mm. and I just I had that in my mind the whole way around and I was like whenever it starts to hurt whenever you start to you know wish you weren't there and wish you weren't doing it just think of that yeah and how cool is it that I'm being paid to do this and I love it yeah that's just awesome and I did manage to keep that in mind so that was good and I went into the race with a a good mindset I felt ready for it but one thing I really need to work on and it sounds funny but is thinking less during the race I find Mm -hmm. I focus so much on how I'm feeling oh yeah and it doesn't matter how you're feeling no and I overthink it and there was one point I mean there were a couple of points when I when I noticed myself doing it, but one point in particular was around 11, mile, mile 11. And I was got into, I realized for a solid chunk of that mile, I was thinking about how much I was hurting. And I was like, oh, this is starting to feel really hard and I've got two miles left. And mm-hmm. okay, what's starting? My, I had a blister and I was like, that's starting to hurt more. Like I'm feeling the lactic in my legs. And then it was only after about five minutes of this constant chatter in my mind so I was like, just stop thinking about it. Yeah. You're running. You're going to keep going. There's no yeah. option. There's literally no option where you're just getting to the finish it. line if exactly. you like it or not. Yeah. I'll talk about that as well in my race because it's something that I discussed um, in the lead up to the race of don't think about how you're feeling during the mm. race. So, yeah, it is interesting that you had that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's definitely one I'm going to take back to my sports psychologist and work on how to how to click out of that mindset quicker mm-hmm. and yeah just stop think overthinking and mm. stop the mental chatter going on during a race so I think that was a big one for me um that I'm going to work on but yeah can you sorry bef- um can you give us some insight into after the race so for an elite athlete and podium finisher what happens after you finish? So I know you were in 
drug testing for like a, a solid hour <laughs> afterwards <laughs> not you know that what? I was waiting patiently for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, so you cross the finish line and immediately you literally can't even take a breath and there's a camera in your face mm -hmm. and they want to get that moment of like pain on your face but it's so overwhelming mm -hmm. and then everyone rushes around and there's like sweat it was a really hot day yeah and there was sweat pouring into my eyes I couldn't you know I couldn't see because I was like trying to rub my eyes and I had cameras in my face and it's all a bit hectic yeah but you know it's, it's a cool moment um and I think when I crossed the finish line I actually I saw the first thing I did was gave a massive high five to a guy I ran with for a good chunk of it who I didn't know before the race but we ended up just, he was obviously going for sub 70 as well. Yeah. So he ended up really working together for a good chunk of the second half, actually. I love that. And so I saw he crossed the finish line just in front of me and I gave him a massive high five. Yeah. So that was good. I love that so much where you can just make friends with the running community it's, during a race and yeah. work together and you're both going for the same goal. So 100%. it's so much easier to just help each other rather than like, one of you taking off and exactly yeah. if you both get a pv like everyone's one yeah, so, yeah 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 that was really nice um and then when you go you get essentially escorted off to the side there's the presentations and the, t the two main events afterwards are the, the prize giving and the anti-doping control mm -hmm. now the anti-doping control has to be the least glamorous <laughs> bit of elite sport <laughs> ever <laughs> because so you have an escort from the moment you've crossed the finish line right and they follow you around everywhere and then you literally have to go into a portaloo with this person and pull your pants down in front of them they have to be able to see everything because you can't they need to see that you're not like fiddling anything yeah so you have to full on, <laughs> yeah pull your top up pants down yeah <laughs> and we're into a bottle I had to do this twice because my first sample was slightly, I don't know how, but it was too, uh, like borderline too weak and it was literally on the cusp. I don't know how because it was yeah. a hot day. I like, was very was shocked I so by that. Yeah. yeah. How were you not severely dehydrated? Obviously, I got my hydration on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you drink on the course? No. I had wow. I mean, you must have prepped very well for that race. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. Well, your body's very good at managing its yeah. temperature. But yeah. I did. I mean, I drank quite a lot before, but... And wh what's know. the issue with it being too hydrated? I don't know, actually. I th I don't know. But there's a, there's a certain level yeah. and they test it and it has to be over a certain concentration. I guess because if there are drugs in there they mm. have to be able to detect them and if it's like too diluted too yeah too <laughs> diluted they won't be able to yeah yeah but yeah. um mine was very borderline and so i had to redo it which is really difficult when you're not allowed any more water because i can't be i can't have it more diluted mm. so i had to wait and they don't give you any food so by the end i was a real hangry mess <laughs> but saw a bit of that <laughs> you did. <laughs> Someone feed me. Uh, but yeah, eventually got out. Solid hour later. Yeah.
Yeah, it's interesting because it's just a very different experience to everyone else that finishes and they're funneled out, get their goodie bags and off they go for a nice yeah. brunch. You, you don't, don't get, get a goodie bag. You don't yeah, get a goodie you bag. think, you know, they might treat you a bit, but... Not even a banana. They just get to watch you eating, so... I went but, and great. hunted down a cliff bar at the end. Yeah, but they were the little mini ones the as mini well. Ones. Like, yeah. give me a real one. <laughs> yeah, not even a banana. Ah. Oh. So that was, yeah, that was the post-race elite experience. Um, but yeah, overall, a very good day. Mm-hmm. And lots of highs, but good, some good learnings from it too, I think. Yeah, mostly highs. Um, um, I actually have one more question. Sorry, I could keep going on of your experience. Oh, wow. Um, so when you watch back on the commentary of the race, I mean, it was great that they showed the women's field because I feel like that's perhaps a bit of a newer thing. It's usually yeah, very much focusing on the men. Yeah. So it was great they showed it. But a lot of the commentary was like how the men who were also racing mm. were it it came across as if they were saying they were pacing you when actually they were just in the race with you yeah. and you're all going for the same thing. Where so how I do noticed you that kind as of... well in in both I noticed it in my commentary bit, but the other girls as well. Yeah, and when I crossed the finish line, the guy I high fived, someone the commentator was like, "Oh, she's probably high fiving the pacing team." <laughs> and first of all, you're that was a trial race and you're not allowed paces. Yeah. So I don't know how they didn't know that. Yeah. That no one had paces in that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're quite right that I was running with, I was running with a, a group of guys who were all from the same club. Mm-hmm. One of them is actually my training partner, but complete coincidence that we we found each other and he caught me up. Yeah, and you train was, together, so you're similar paces anyway, so exactly, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. But um, from that group, only only that guy at the end finished in front of me all the others were mm-hmm. behind yeah and a lot of that time that we were in the pack like I was at the front of the pack yeah yeah so we were definitely helping we were all helping each, each other. other as much as we could exactly but yeah I heard it as well there was um there was one comment not on me actually on someone else that someone was being escorted by the men and I was like <laughs> That is not right. No. <laughs> they are escorting one... themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hanging on to, to the other girl, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know what was going on there, but they were clearly not very informed about the rules for a start. No. But anyway. But the but girls smashed it. <laughs> the girls smashed it. And I have to say, I was really happy about how much coverage the women got because mm. as you say it doesn't always happen so let's take the positives yes, and that is good. a big one just yeah well done bbc well done bbc <laughs> um but anyway seth how was your race you were in the championship so we yes. actually did our warm-up together because we the did. elites and the championship got to warm up together which was very nice yeah yeah no that was really nice it was nice to know quite a few people at the start because i always find before a race warming up with other people it just it really helps you kind of relax and put you in a good mood rather than if I warm up solo then you're just a bit you're thinking a lot of things um yeah I mean I wish I really wanted to be able to like sit here today and be like yes I absolutely smashed it but I mean I'd say there, there are definitely positives that I can take away from the race and there 
are also negatives and learnings. I think, I mean, so overall, I just, it was frustrating. Like I said, I wanted to sit here today say, to say, like, it went really well. And the reason I wanted to is because I thought, I really thought it could, because I was like, I'm in good shape. I'd say I'm probably training better than I did before my half PB, which was also at the big half in 2020. So I could mm-hmm. kind of like compare that. And I was like, you know what? I actually think my sessions are going better. So I think I knew the potential was there. Obviously I've discussed like, I had the worries beforehand just because of like the work I've been doing mentally. But having said that, I felt quite prepared that I had sort of things in place. And I really like the day before and the morning of, I was really like, right, I've got this. Mm. I spoke to myself, I'd done the work. I was like, you know what, I'm I'm prepared for this. what I didn't really prepare for was, I guess, when it's, when it's a, like, and I don't want to make excuses, I'm more just trying to work out myself, like, what happened. When it's a bit warmer, like, I really struggle to know how much to hydrate before and, like, during, because I get, I, I struggle running hard in the heat, so it's almost like, mm. oh, my God, um, how do I make sure that I'll cope with this? And so basically what happened was very early on into the race like literally one mile into the race I started feeling like a bit of a stitch in my side and I thought oh for god's sake like no and and it's still the beginning so my legs were feeling fresh like I like the pace was feeling really easy and I thought you know what like I feel easy um like this is fine just like just relax relax it will go away Mm. and you know when you go through the tunnel in like mile two yeah it was it was really hot in there so I was really feeling like uncomfortable and I was like Oh, and I think I was like stiffening up and it was just like I could feel it in my side like just getting worse and worse and then you go up that slope into Canary Wharf and I was like I'm not rela- like I'm trying to go up a hill here and I'm not relaxed like I'm really fighting yeah. everything so I couldn't get into a rhythm I was starting to get in quite a lot of uncomfortable pain because I had a stitch so it was really hard for me to then I think at this point I was still on pace because it was still the beginning of the race and I could kind of just go with it but I was just tightening up so much and I couldn't relax and what was really annoying was as we discussed before so much like just have fun like we love running and (laughs) like we do it because we enjoy it and I was trying to think to myself just enjoy this stuff and I was like I I can't enjoy this because when you're in pain no I was like no matter how mentally strong I am right now like I can't enjoy this feeling because yeah, it's not a nice feeling. So I was like, right, don't get distracted by it in the sense of like, don't let it ruin your race. Don't give up. Um, and so the techniques that I had in place for the race, which one you already mentioned is don't think about how you're feeling. So even if it was going well and you're starting to hurt or like you're starting to feel a bit uncomfortable, that's going to happen. It's a race. You're running hard. So I'd spoken with my sports psychologist about this and he was like, he was like, so what's, what's your plan for the race? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll probably get in like three miles in and maybe just check in with myself to see how I'm feeling. And he's like, no, do not check in with yourself to see how you're feeling because it doesn't matter how you're feeling. It's a race. Like it might hurt. It might not. Does who cares? Like, you've just got to run. So I thought, okay, doesn't matter how I'm feeling right now, just run. So I did that. 
And then the other things that I had planned were like, whether you're on pace or not, just look at the person in front and let them like pull you along. So I was like, just look at the person in front, pull me along. I knew I was like slowing. I knew I was off pace just because I was uncomfortable and like, you just can't run your fastest like that. But I was like, just keep going forward and like run as hard as you can within your pain threshold. Mm. Um, So I just kept doing that. But it's hard if, if it's not a pain that you experience in training. No. It's it's very different to being able to run through fatigue because you train with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can practice. Yeah. And I was kind of like, sometimes like putting my fingers under my rib cage whilst running. Um, And I was like trying to go up straight and tense. But yeah, I mean, once I got to over halfway and got over Tower Bridge, I always told myself and on that course, the second half's easier than the first half. Mm. I mean, overall, my first half was faster, but like the second half, it's just open road. So I could yeah. kind of just, I could almost relax. Like I I couldn't necessarily speed up because like my body was just so tense and sort of tired for, at that point. But like I could just then relax, just keep going and then, and I didn't completely drop off a cliff. So that's why I was proud of it because I was like, look, I didn't give up. I got to the finish. Like yeah. I didn't drop out. And I didn't slow down to like an easy run pace. I still kept it like in my, it was probably, it was slower than my tempo pace, but like it was, it was still not like a slow run. You know what I mean? Like I was still working. You were committed to it. Yeah. 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 So I didn't, and then I think, when I think back on it, like the final stages, because I knew any sort of time was out the window, that hindsight thing of, you know, in the last couple of miles where you're really fighting for every second, I didn't have that feeling because I wasn't fighting for any seconds. So I was just yeah. kind of like, oh, well, like I wasn't, I wasn't going super slow, but I was like, I don't have to speed up to like fight for a time. So I never had that sort of finish sprint, if you know what I mean, which I really love the feeling mm. of when you're like right come on let's just go um empty the tank yeah but that's frustrating yeah so I think going back to the whole beginning bit of like why did this happen I mean like I just need to work it out it's not the first time I've had a stitch in a race I've literally I've probably yeah. had a handful of races where this has happened and I'm trying to work out why it's happening because it never happens to me in training and I've kind of got a few theories going on. Is it that I was hot in the warm up? So then I was like sipping more electrolytes before the start just to make sure that I was hydrated. And then that's just caused me to get a stitch early on. Like, mm. I don't know. Um, another thing I thought of last night is I had a gel like 20 minutes before the start of the race. Whereas, like, when I practiced that, in training in terms of just taking on a bit of carb before a session I would do it like 20 minutes before I warm up rather Mm, than starting the hard run so I don't know something else um and then the other thing is psychological so I've been working on mental strategies yes I've had a plan like during the race in terms of how to cope during that but pre-race nerves pre-race stress like it affects your body as well like yeah was it a bit of a combination of um like the fueling with stress on my body and that's caused me to like tighten up 
yeah could be a bit of that I mean, as well could be a whole combination of things but yeah what will they what will the process of exploring that look like for you um so i mean i've already booked in my calls this week so <laughs> sports psychologist i've got call with him tomorrow just to chat through i mean i offloaded to him yesterday just to be like look this never happens to me in training like could it be a psychological thing i don't know blah 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 <laughs> he's like perhaps like let's explore it um so i'll just talk through that with him tomorrow if there's any i think we spoke about like breathing techniques before like maybe i'm just like shallow breathing because i'm nervous mm. and stressed about it so just to be able to be a bit more relaxed at the start of the race, then um, perhaps that'll put me in more of a similar state to how I am in a session because yeah. I don't have those pre-race nerves in a session. Um, so there's the psychological element I can explore. And then um, nutrition side. So been working with a sports nutritionist on just general fueling for training, but also the pre-race plan. So maybe with him, it's like, okay, did I, did I take on too much just before the race? Or like, was I dehydrated? Was that yeah. a thing as well? Um, maybe just looking at that with him and making sure that basically every single session I'm practicing the exact timings and make sure my yeah. body's completely used to it. Because if the timings were slightly different to how I do it in training versus the race, then... And your body, however much you work on being calm your body will be in a slight stress state which mm -hmm. is good because you need that yeah response but I do think any slight changes that you might not even really notice in training you you will notice in the race because you're in that like heightened state yeah exactly but it's interesting that you you take such a proactive approach which is brilliant and go to specialists I think a lot of people would kind of look at that and be like oh well you know, I got stitched, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. But it's actually so, it's so positive that you take that and be like, right, I'm going to tackle it. Yeah. Head on <laughs> and do everything I can to not let it happen again. Yeah. I think, you know, if it was a one-off, maybe you could just be like, okay, well, that's just unfortunate. But yeah. Because it's happened more than once. It's, it's kind of like, look, I've, I put all this effort into kind of getting my mind in a better place, which I really think I've made progress on. But like, that's all well and good and if there's something else going on like I need to put the time in to make sure that's fine as well because it's obviously really frustrating like the I you, you can do all the best training in the world but like there's nothing to show for it if you can't pull it off in a mm. race really like I could go around telling everyone I smashed this session I smashed this but who cares like it doesn't really matter does it because it's you want to be able to show that in a race because that's like the result the that racing counts. is the fun bit as well yeah exactly you want to celebrate the I mean training. ultimately no one really cares about your anyone else's races no either but it's if you want to progress to in the sport you yes. need to actually produce some results you yes. know so like yeah I, yeah I um and it's nice. It's a nice thing for your, for yourself to have. Yeah, a good result. But oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. How how about when? What's your obviously you've gone you've gone to these specialists. You've kind of made a plan of what you can do. How do you deal with disappointment after a race? Other than that, like what what does what does the day of the race look like? What does the day after look like? Do you kind of allow yourself a sulking time, <laughs> or are you like right? I'm going straight out for a run. Do you like yeah 
go and just forget about it and have a nice dinner or what's it look like for you? I mean, I know it wasn't all like totally negative and no. there were lots of positives, but it wasn't the result you wanted. Yeah, I, I think it really does depend on what's happened in the race. So I've had races where it's been absolutely terrible and I know I've given up or like if I've dropped out yeah. or like even if I've finished, but I know I've just like completely given up and just like jog to the finish. I'm kind of, those ones I punish myself more because I'm disappointed and maybe how I reacted to something that's happened. Yeah. So when I say punish myself, it's like the next day I'll go out and like run really hard because I'm just like, I don't know what it is. It feels good for the head, but also it's like you're almost trying to prove I can run fast. Like, yeah. so, so you just go and smash it. Um, I don't know. I don't really, uh, I might be in a bit of a bad mood that day, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't really punish myself. It might just, I'll probably struggle to sleep because I'll be thinking about it, trying to sleep like, oh, what went, I re regret doing that. What went wrong? Um, but I think, from Sunday's race, I got to the finish line, like, because I sort of put in everything I could, I actually crossed the line, like, oh my God, I'm so dead. Like, because yeah. like, even though it's not the time I wanted, the way that I, I worked hard in like the state my body was in. Yeah. And so I actually guess crossed... it's also, it's a good time, you know, it's not like you didn't jog 13 miles. It's a hard Yeah, effort. yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I actually crossed the line like feeling like I'd raced hard because yeah. I was just like, whoa. Um, so I think from that, I knew I'd given it kind of my best effort. I just had the frustration like, oh, it's another race where I'm going to, where I have to then talk to my coach and be like, yeah, this one didn't go to plan either because of this reason. So it's like, for me now, it's one of those things where ev not every race, but like a lot of races recently are just there's one thing where it's like this has happened in this race but I think now that I've managed the mental side a lot better mm. like it's more likely that there will be a good race but exactly the more <laughs> things you tick off and the more things you work on yeah what's your what's your coach's reaction he was so I mean the plan for both of us we discussed before he was just like don't worry about the time. You've obviously trained really well. I just want you to finish this race and give it your best effort. And that also played in my mind the whole race because I was like, oh, this has happened, but like, definitely don't give up. Like you, ha he's there watching. He was there like out on the course. I saw him, like he didn't really know what time I was on for. He didn't know what was going on. Like yeah. he didn't know I had a stitch and he was cheering me on. He was like, Steph, you're going really well. Like keep going. So that was really good encouragement. So, I mean, I ticked the boxes in the sense of I did what we agreed was the purpose of the race, but obviously like without having the stitch, I would have ticked those boxes still, but yeah and he knows, he knows your it. potential and what, what yeah. you've been running in training so he was just like you know what like I, he was he was he was happy with it he but he does get he does get frustrated for me yeah not with me obviously yeah <laughs> he's a nice man <laughs> yeah no he so. sounds so supportive and it's actually really it's great to hear how he went into that saying you know i just want you to give your best effort mm -hmm. so i think a lot of the time that is not the case with coaches i mean oh yeah 
I have to say my my coach is like that and he's very much like you know what the time will be the time yeah like let's not obsess over it don't but his his way of thinking of it is actually interesting he's like I'm not putting a time on it because I don't want to limit you yeah just go out and like he focuses very much on the process and the execution Mm -hmm. like this is how I want you to run it Mm -hmm. and I don't want you to get scared when it starts hurting and push through it and do your pacing and everything. Yeah. Time will be the time. But I think obviously it's a sport where it's all about times. Yeah, so it's and always on your mind. Yeah. And you need to have you need to have some sort of time. You got goal to know what pace you're going because, for. Yeah. You yeah. can't be going off way faster or way slower than what is reasonable for you. So yeah. yeah, you've always got to have a time in mind, which I did. But at the same time, it was about if you're not on that pace, don't freak out. Yeah. Because if you're not on that pace, that just means like on the day, your body's not quite feeling it. So you're just going to have to adapt. Freaking and put out in is your, not going to help. Yeah, you're just going to have to adapt, slow it down, and you can still put in your best effort on the day. Yeah. You're not going to feel your best every day. But it's yeah. great that he's conscious of that, though. And conscious of like the psychological aspect because I know it sounds funny, but I think a lot of coaches aren't. Oh yeah, it's very much. And I've had many, many. (laughs) You are a robot, and you will finish at this pace. Yeah, I've had this time. I've had quite a few coaches who have all have had quite varying approaches to that, and the coaches that I've worked best with have been very relaxed on that sort of thing. It's been about the process of the race, yeah, and not really fixating on okay, this is what you're going to achieve because then it just, it makes that goal so small that you're like, that's all I'm allowed to, that's the only outcome I'm allowed to have in this race. So it really puts so much pressure on this one small thing when actually there's so much else that can go on in that race. So yeah, a lot lot of this we were talking about with Jack the other day, like the process versus outcome. And actually, if you just focus on like execution, well, you're going to get the outcome that you want and if he in fact did that and he did that he absolutely <laughs> nailed it yeah he smashed yeah. it so that, um, was, that was amazing yeah. yeah that was very cool to see and how are you obviously you've got frankfurt coming up yeah at the end of october so there's a good amount of time to implement all the things that you're doing and all the strategies but how mm-hmm. are you feeling has anything changed for your kind of feeling towards frankfurt um so I spoke to my coach yesterday and he was just like, look, Steph, we know you can do the training. Like it doesn't even, you know, if you're missing a couple sessions here and there between now and Frankfurt, it really doesn't matter because we know you can train well. So yeah. he was like, the worry is, is we perhaps want to get in a couple more races because you don't want to have no races between now and Frankfurt and then be worried that the same thing's going to happen again. Yeah. So it's more just making sure physically and mentally that I'm in a good place on that start line. Yeah. And I think, so Frankfurt's still the goal that's not changed, Um, but it's just now working out, actually, do I wanna pick a couple more races where I can make sure that, it's more a confidence thing because if I stand on stuff, line of frankfurt and think am i going to get a stitch chances are i'll probably get a stitch because it might be slightly in my head <laughs> so true <yeah. laughs> so if i can at least get one or two races in where fingers crossed that doesn't happen then at least i can 
be on the start line not worrying about that element of it yeah combined with being confident I've trained well and knowing that mentally like I'm in control of the race then that's kind of the position I want to be in yeah so yeah yeah I don't know what those races will be I'm looking at uh, maybe Battersea half marathon next week. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my gosh so many laps but so many laps well there is a Battersea marathon so oh. just think of that gosh yeah um so that's yeah that's, that's great that's that you're plan. still excited about it and yeah really, <laughs> that you're still excited about it and still like so optimistic it's it's really good to hear that I think you know a lot of people especially so soon after the race I've definitely been guilty of I'm a lot better at it now but really beating myself up and throwing my toys out the pram and being like I'm a terrible runner yeah which obviously I, is not the case you know, no it's just, exactly it's one day and I actually said this to you straight after the race and I was like you wouldn't judge everything on one training session no that really helped so, me as well because like, I was like why well, judge it on one race <laughs> yeah no yeah it's, I mean obviously there's emotion after a race and you're going to have that it's completely normal but it's yeah and I, I, I think as races have gone on that's why I've got a lot better at managing how I feel about the race because yeah I mean you've you've got to stay up I'm I've, I like to think I'm quite a positive person so like <laughs> I've got to stay optimistic and that's why I don't like that when I'm when a race hasn't gone well, I'm just like, oh, I hate talking about things like that because I don't want to be negative. <laughs> I'm so mm. optimistic about everything. So it's like, I want to always talk about positive things. But but I think mm. it's helpful to talk about, it doesn't have to be negative. It's like what you've learned from it. Yeah. So I think that's why I have that approach. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, this is a negative situation, but I don't want to dwell on it being negative. I want yeah. to turn it into something that is a positive. And, and actually you'll gain... I always think I gain way more from thinking about I so after every race I kind of do a brief debrief and I like write it all down and sure like I th I I think about what's gone well and what I'm going to do again but it's actually more helpful to be like what can I work on to improve like how can I get mm. those extra seconds minutes whatever it is off yeah and it's actually all the things you can work on and improve so it's not like oh these are negative it's like yeah, yeah, there's How so you much you always learn. want to improve, I think. Well, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the I name do. of the game, I isn't do it? as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a funny story, actually, I just remembered from the race. So I knew things were not obviously not going to plan. But really funny part where I was like, oh, my God, this is just a reminder that this race is not going my way <laughs> is when a Super Mario brother runs past me in a full like long sleeve suit and I was just like Jesus <laughs> which way is to rub it in my face so impressive <laughs> given that it was so hot and he was running like, yeah I mean he must he I need to look fast. up the I don't know what his name was but he must have run like 77 78 minutes because yeah he, like that yeah. is bloody impressive I was, I was I was impressed but I was also just like <laughs> really <laughs> it's not all I need right now not a I'm dying. <laughs> yeah exactly but how does your result impact your plans as well because you've now qualified for world half marathon championships which is next month yes yeah the world half marathon championships in Latvia on the 1st of October, which is so exciting. So the 
the big half was a trial race for that. And the top three, if you get the qualifying time, are automatically selected. So, and it would be the most incredible opportunity, a GB vest, sure it'd be an awesome race. Mm. And to be honest, I hadn't really thought about it much before. I mean, obviously I knew it was a trial, but I hadn't fixated on it. So very exciting opportunity. The challenge is that I was hopefully doing a marathon a week later Mm. without mentioning the name of said marathon after the Berlin saga. Not jinxing that again. But um, I... People will probably be able to work it out. Yeah, they (laughs) might be able to work it out. Anyway, it's not confirmed yet. But Mm -hmm. um, if I do get into that, I've got a difficult decision to make because obviously I couldn't do both. Now, I'm not into that marathon yet. So the decision might be made for me. But... It's, yeah, it's very much up in the air, which is kind of a stressful decision because it's it's just, it's such a, you know, there are two amazing opportunities there. I can't do both. And it's a bit of a gamble as well. Yeah. You know, do I do I go for the GB vest that I've got and the opportunities that I know will be amazing mm-hmm. or do I completely risk it on doing a marathon that... Which could go amazingly. Could go amazingly. And open more doors for you. And yeah, and would be in the Olympic qualification window. So it's yeah. a really difficult decision to make. And I'm talking a lot about it with my coach and a few other people who are feeding into it. But um, I think first step really is to figure out if I'm into the marathon, because that might make my decision somewhat easier. Yeah. yeah, when you've actually got the option, it might make you realise what you want more as well. Exactly, yeah. And of course I could do I could do another marathon later on, which would allow me to do the half marathon championships, but it's I've been on a training block and I've been working for this marathon. Yeah. And to then stretch it out is actually quite a big risk for injury on your body, you know, just to keep going for that. Just the fatigue as for, well. Yeah. If you've already peaked as well. Exactly. It's it's very difficult to time. Yeah. And if you're peaking for something that is now like a month later, well, that's very different. Mm-hmm. So it's a diff- difficult decision, but a very nice problem to have. And yeah. hopefully I'll know by, well, I've got to make a decision this week, so. A huge congratulations though. That's Thank so exciting. You. I love how before we went into this race, we almost didn't talk about the outcomes of it. I feel like we never yeah. even discussed like, oh, you could qualify for this. Oh, you could podium. Yeah. We were just like, I actually, I didn't think about it. I was just yeah. like, I want to that run my good. best. Yeah. Um, whether that ends up being first or 10th, if I run my best, I run my best and fine. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe mm. that takes the pressure off a little bit and you're just, you're focusing on yeah. your own thing. And that's, as we said, focusing on the process and then that's now the outcome as a result so yeah it's great yeah so exciting times and I think also a lot to work on for both of us yeah definitely and Willow what's next for you (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be working on some pacing tactics too because you always go off way too fast (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she really has a choice in when she runs but she loves it. She does. <laughs> my my most enthusiastic running pal here. God. <laughs> Thanks for joining us and Willow for Five Miles Easy.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.